Hey, weekly rundown. Happy New Year to you. It's uh, oh, we were creeping into the second week of January here, so you know what that means, Phil, don't you? We've passed our one year anniversary of the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot so, of, uh, yeah, it was it was an, a, an eventful year, right? It was. We got uh, this is our twentieth episode, so we're going to have twenty episodes under our belt. Not quite as frequent as we might have uh, imagined at the beginning, but. You know, I don't think that's anything to sneeze at. Yeah, no, it wasn't uh, not as prolific as we were in our uh, the first run of the weekly rundown. Uh, but uh, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. We we've got we've got other uh, responsibilities. We've got families. We've got uh, jobs. We probably had jobs before. <laughs> we did, but, but not. <laughs> yeah, not not the, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know. We're, uh, were we both delivering pizzas at that time? Oh remember. gosh, no, no, no! It was after that. It was after okay. the pizza era. But okay, we were probably eating plenty of pizza still, though. <laughs> still had that pizza mentality. Yeah. yeah, and you know, early in the year, I still have the pizza mentality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, early, it's early in the year, and you know what that means? It means we've got college football about to wrap up. That's right. Uh, Tomorrow we, night, we've got the NFL playoffs about to start. And, you know, we're into the, the, the real part of the NBA season, right? A lot of people say it starts around Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. We got a lot of meat to chew on uh, and discuss, and uh, so should make for a good show. Yeah, let's jump in with the college football playoffs. And so we, we don't have to talk too much about this because, honestly, the truth is there's not that much to talk about. We saw the SEC, I mean, namely Alabama mm-hmm. and Georgia, this year, it's the you know this last couple of years, I guess Georgia has been up there, but you can it's kind of a mix and match in the SEC with uh, Alabama, and here we are again, right? Yeah, I, it seems like a deja vu. Um, with all that said, I, I'm expecting a really good game tomorrow. Right, um, Georgia has got. I mean, they're just loaded with talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball uh, this year. They got a number of uh, potential first round picks. Um, and then uh, Alabama is always just talent laden, right? Um, and they've got a, a, a great QB there, young QB. Um, do you have any thoughts on, uh, who you're uh, taking there? Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Alabama stumped on them, uh, you know, and what was it? 41 to 20 something. Right. Um, I don't see this one going a lot differently than that, to be honest. I think uh, I think it's going to be Alabama again. Maybe it'll be closer. I don't know. Maybe Georgia will put up a little bit better of a fight. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be... I think the outcome is going to be the same. It's going to be Alabama again. Uh, you know, the, it's it's kind of sad. I, I, I keep feeling like maybe the SEC, maybe they're just favored. You know, there's some kind of bias or whatever. But man, I mean, you can't argue with these results. I mean, Michigan had absolutely no chance. No business. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, same story. I mean, it would have it would have been the same it had Oregon uh, or you know one of the or Utah snuck in there. I think, and you know, what can you do? Yeah, I, I think I would have to agree. I think Alabama. I mean, with you know the Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, um, they've just. They've, they've just got too much firepower, even with uh, Michi, uh, their wide receiver there going down. Um, just too much talent on both sides of the ball. Do you Whereas see, Georgia, 
Sorry. Whereas Georgia is more um, more of Alabama's equal on the on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Um, if if not better, the offense though um, definitely doesn't carry the day. So I would expect uh, something similar, probably uh, you know fifteen to twenty point difference in the end. Um, but I would expect Bama to pull it out. I mean, do you see this changing anytime soon? Where the S- Alabama and the SEC are just the class of college football, and you know that that there's there's the rest are are just sort of you know in it for the for the games and the you know the season. But I mean, they they don't have a chance against these these juggernauts. I mean, it it seems like these things come and go, obviously. But where where's the end of this? It's is tough, it, right? Is it because when it's sort Saban? Of, is it the say? Is it Nick Saban? I mean, is it when he goes? Is when it has to change? I don't. I don't know if he if he sort of carries the the conference, but I think it's one of these things that just starts building momentum, right? You, you, you everyone knows SEC is dominant. So if you're a football, if you're in high school, high school football player, you want to play. You want to be in the in the limelight. You want to play for powerhouse teams, and so right. you're going to gravitate uh, typically to. Uh, an SEC team, although, um, you know, there's, I don't know if you've been um, tracking this, but Deion Sanders over there, over hmm. in Jackson State, has been getting a lot of the top top 50, top 100 recruits. Got the number two recruit overall in the country, cornerback, yeah. uh, to come uh, to uh, Jackson State, which was, uh, you Big know, coup. Yeah. set off some, uh, yeah, exactly. Set off a lot of shockwaves because that just is not something you see a lot happen. But can he coach? <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think highly of Sanders as, as a football coach. Right. But, um, right. I don't, I mean, recruiting aside, you're right, but they're, I don't think they're going to be challenging for the title, but you know, I, I, I just, I can't, I, I'm just wondering when the shift is going to start to happen, you know? Well, and, I think, I, th- I think what you're more likely to see is it's going to have to take some phenom at QB, a difference maker. Um, I, now I don't, I don't know how it, you're not going to see all of a sudden the PAC 10 become the dominant conference, but I think right. in terms of competing with sec teams, it's going to take somebody, you know, some phenom talent, right. um, Going to college, Cinderella season type of thing, right? Too. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. The, you know, and just because the the nature of the position, right. he has the most impact on the game. And but uh, even then, you still, you still, I think uh, the way you're describing it is still the SEC dominating the proceedings, right? Or just uh-huh. being the favorites. And I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before about how when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Washington, Colorado, uh, Nebraska, Washington, Washington. You know, Miami, of course, yep. and. And yeah. these, and then of course USC had a run, mm-hmm. and uh, these so these things do kind of ebb and flow. It just seems like the SEC has been sitting on the perch at the top uh, for longer than I would have expected. Yeah, and it, it doesn't and no stand, end in sight. To your exactly to your point, there's no end in sight, and uh, I mean with all these boosters and the money and uh, that the football brings in. Yeah, I mean the facility, the, the you know top-notch uh, facilities for the athletes. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Oregon is trying. They, you know, again, they're hiring coaches away. I mean, USC also. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 doing what they can. It seems like they're, you know, the approach is is uh, valid. It they just can't break through. I and mean, part of it, of course, like you said, is recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only so much that uh, you know Phil Knight, you know Nike money can buy. When it comes to wooing recruits, 
uh, facilities and all, but, uh, you know, or, you know, going to USC and, you know, living in Southern California or, you know, compared to, you know, Alabama or, or uh, someplace like that. Well, but, speaking of that, uh, yeah. along those lines, who, who was the, uh, I can't remember his name off the top, but uh, he, he just got plucked from uh, Oklahoma uh, to coach uh, USC. Right. Well, um, same in, in Oregon. Uh, they got, uh, uh, was it the defensive coordinator from Georgia? I don't, I don't so, remember. It, well, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm getting again. We, we didn't know we were going to be talking about this part, but, but uh, this is what I mean. They're, they're, the approach is valid where they're trying to sort of uh, not mimic, but, but uh, you know, get their piece of this puzzle that, mm-hmm. that, the, that the SEC has been dominating for this long. And, and I f- feel like they're doing the right things or have been trying to write, make the right moves. Uh, it just hasn't hasn't fallen their way yet, or hasn't come together, or hasn't lasted. You know, hasn't been consistent enough. They keep mowing through coaches out here, and so yeah. I, um, the coach I was thinking of, um, for some reason, I kept thinking of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, but it's oh. Lincoln Riley. Oh, right, right, uh, exactly. And yeah. uh, I mean, he's had a number of uh, top recruits that were uh, headed to uh, Oklahoma now transfer. Um, over to USC now. To USC, I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, before we see some top teams, like you said, out in here. I, and I wasn't necessarily talking about the Pac-12. It just mm-hmm. seems natural. You know, we have the resources out here. We have kind of the legacy uh, to do it, and it's more of a priority out here than it is for a lot of uh, other types of teams. I mean, the Big well, Ten. Big Ten yeah. is. It seems like it's always sort of second fiddle. Uh, and that, like you, they'll, they'll have a breakout season, you know, from Ohio State or or uh, Penn State or one of these teams, you know, every every so often, and that's kind of expected. Uh, but well, you have to it has to it has to even out somehow. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, sort of, we didn't anticipate talking about this this much, but right. it's interesting because um, you know, as the more as I the more I think of it. Um, you know, a lot of the top QBs in the, in the nation are actually out of California. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so with Lincoln Riley over there now, um, I mean that, and he's a QB coach, um, you know, that could really swing things. Um, you know, Matt Corral from Ole Miss was, a, it was out of Ventura, uh, California, um, or Long Beach Polytechnic. Um, the Caleb Williams, I believe, was also a um, uh, from California. Or went to high school in California, mm-hmm. so that could be a major shift in terms of. And all it takes is, especially at QB, once you get that QB, um, people want to play under him. And, right. Um, yep. That could be, you know, paradigm shift. Yeah. So well, we'll again, so and in, in Oregon, it was it's Dan Lanning, who's the defensive mm. coordinator for Georgia and and former linebackers coach. You know. And he, after this game tomorrow, you know, he's, he's flying to Eugene (laughs) and, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, putting his coaching staff together. That seems good. And, you know, again, it's, uh, these are, I feel like these are selling points and it's, it's just, I don't know. It's a matter of keeping it, keeping it together, keeping it consistent and, and giving it some time, I think. Well, last, last point, you know, the interesting thing about 
uh, Oregon is because they have been sort of the outlier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they they haven't come through with a, a national championship, they've been oddly competitive. Yeah, I don't know. Has About it been a decade years. now? Yeah, Ten, oh yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing they've to me, looking from the outside in, it seemed like they took a different approach in terms of the types of athletes that they recruited for football. Uh, they were not opposed to dry, or uh, recruiting smaller quicker, faster type guys. Right. And across the board, just generally they're, 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 you know, Oregon's teams were, would not match an SEC team in terms right. of uh, average size, Physi- stature. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I wonder if, you know, if, if there's a philosophical, a change in the philosophical, philosophical approach in terms of building the roster or right. recruiting. Now um, that you've got the, the defensive coordinator from Georgia, Exactly. Maybe, you know, who the, all season has been heralded as one of the top defenses in the whole country, right? Yeah. And yeah. you don't get that, you're right, with small, quick, athletic type of guys. Uh, the, yeah. Oregon's defense has been, uh, you know, ha- has been uh, a little bigger than, on, you know, than the offense, you know, mm-hmm. average, as if you want to look comparatively uh, mm-hmm. to the SEC. It still doesn't measure up quite to the SEC, but... You're right. On offense, they 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 have tended to to uh, be more finesse than than uh, smash mouth. But uh, you know the defense. I feel like there's a there's a pipeline, and maybe it's going to be opened even wider uh, for them now. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, so. so we we're I think we're we're agreed. Alabama uh, is the favorite here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Too much firepower. Right. Yep. All right. And what about next season? Let's not talk about it yet. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the NFL. Let's stick with football, though, because we're today's the last day of the regular season. Well, wait. That's right. Is it tomorrow? Uh, is there a Monday night game? I don't remember. I don't. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think today's the last day. Uh, and the, the playoffs are shaping up. Uh, you know, it's and I, I don't want to go all the way back to uh, to double check, but. I feel like things are shaking out. I think we did a good job early in the season. Things are shaking out about as we expected. Uh, early in the season, it it looked like it was going a little askew there. You know, the Chiefs yeah, were a little Chiefs. questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. Patriots looked like a, a juggernaut. You know, all these things were, were looking strange. But, you know, I think things have sort of settled down a little bit. And, and you know, we... Uh, we we hit the mark pretty well. I mean, I don't think we would have picked Tennessee to win the AFC, top seed in the AFC, which it looks like they might do. Uh, but hey, I think we we did talk about them, and you know, I feel like I picked either the Titans. We'll have to check, uh, which means we won't. But um, I think I picked the Titans or the Bills. Um, yeah, I think you were definitely high on the Chiefs, um, and it yeah. didn't look good at first. They weathered no. the storm, though. Yeah. Here they are with the number one seed now. Um, I think on the you know, on is that for the, sure? NFC, I didn't check the scores today. Uh, they're yeah. The Titans are winning. The Titans are winning. So if the Titans win, I think they end up with the top seed. Are they winning right now? I haven't yeah. checked the score. Um, in the NFC, I think we kind of there's no surprises here. Um, Besides the Cardinals, Warner. no no big surprises. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know if we. I think you were all uh, all in on the Rams. And they are going to end up in the like the number two seed ish, I think. Yeah. Um, 
There's the there, Packers. I think we were sleeping on the Packers a little bit. Yeah, I think um, during the offseason, there was just, uh, I mean, it wasn't even clear that Rodgers was going to be playing for the Packers right. this year. Um, but, I mean, he's just, again, proven that he's just probably the most talented QB to ever play the game. Yeah, he does what he does. Uh, yeah. He does what he does and, and uh, puts the team on his shoulders. Um, so, and here so they don't are. Lie. Yeah. So don't lie, though. You didn't know that the Cowboys were going to go 12-5. and five. No, and I have to say it's probably the most aggravating twelve and five in the history of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you if you visit any of the uh, Cowboys message boards, it's you would swear they're uh, five and twelve. Right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but when you put up fifty one points against anybody, yeah, you know you you're sending a message. Well, this is classic Cowboys, right? I mean, they look like world beaters one, uh, one week, and then they've got everything you know, in front of them, and then they just uh, cough it up um, when it's, you know, when the rubber meets the road. You know, when they met with the Cardinals, they had they were in pole position to have the number two seed. There, you know, every reason to play, number of key Cardinals starters out. Um, they're playing at home in Dallas and couldn't couldn't pull through. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's aggravating to say the least, but um, – and speaking of the Cardinals, though, I mean they're they're one team that 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 scares me. Um, hmm. They, they Kyler Murray is just that X factor, and I don't think he's the best QB in the game. I don't even think he's top five in my opinion. Okay. Um, but I think he, like Lamar Jackson, is one of the best weapons at right. the position. Can make big plays. Can make big, can make game winning plays, right? right okay. He's he's not likely to throw it 45, 50 times and beat you with his arm the way Rodgers would or could or can, but he's able to get that third and seven run for it for twenty yards, extend the extend the uh, the drive, and make those kind of game winning plays. And those kind of guys scare me because it's right. you do all you can to control them, and then they just leak out and just put a dagger in you right on uh, some broken play yeah I mean, it makes exactly. something happen right 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 well and it it looks like it's likely that they'll be matched up in the first round right it, it, it's looking that way yeah and so i'm a bit nervous that after this 12-5 season we're going to be one and done cooked he's he's 10 and 0 in his lifetime um dating back to high school in uh uh cowboy stadium there who's that kyler murray yeah <laughs> He's never he's never lost. I in, love it. In high daily, school, daily. in college, or in the pros, ten and zero. That is a hilarious stat. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Uh, so no, yeah, that would be like you said though. That would be classic Dallas Cowboys. It would be twelve well, and me, five. Yeah. Let me talk. Let me ask you about your team because they really look like they've been tightening it up. Um, I mean, it looked. Looked pretty uh, shaky there. Looked like the wheels were coming off, or, or the, the you know the shoe had dropped. Who's on my the, team? The Chiefs. Okay. Right. Yes. I it 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 shockingly, it looked like the playoffs were even questionable. <laughs> it did for a for, minute, right? For a while, kind of like what happened, you know. And of course, there there was the the talk around the league was things like that, you know, the league has figured out uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right, right, uh, or you know, silly things like that. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to explain. I mean, you don't know what's going on uh, with a team sometimes. This, this team is not as talented as their, their, you know, among the all-time great type of teams, you know, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not quite the same. It doesn't have the same level. It doesn't have the same balance. You know, the, the weapons are not as uh, dangerous. But, you know, uh, it's hard to count out, you know, Patrick Mahomes wins MVPs for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Andy Reid is going to put them in a position to win, uh, you know, uh, up until... It, historically, he's done that with all his teams, you know, sometimes up until the biggest games uh, until recently. But, you know, yeah, I... I uh, I'm not... To, to be honest, I'm not super-duper confident, obviously, because of the shaky season. You can't... Mm-hmm. It's not... Uh, it doesn't have the same feel, even though same deal. They're twelve and five. It's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a uh, tenuous twelve and five. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know they they're not as dominant as uh, or as I wouldn't say as as uh, confident as that record would suggest. Similar to yeah. the Cowboys, different yeah, reasons though. Ta- talent, they're talent laden, but you don't know what you're going to get on any uh, given Sunday. Um, I think where actually where we left off was we were heading into the Cowboys Chiefs matchup, mm. and I was confident uh, Cowboys were going to win that game. You were obviously uh, going in the other direction there, mm-hmm. called it. Um, yeah, but I mean that's the thing. The Chiefs. I mean Chris Jones. I think he had like four sacks that day. <laughs> so there, there's talent. I mean, the Chiefs are like the Rams to me. They've got talent across the board. Um, It's just about all those pieces sort of being in harmony and working together. Some kind of balance there. You know, maybe it's a, a, uh, like a winning hangover type of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. the NFL is infamous for this. And we've talked about this. It's, It's hard to consistently be at the top in the NFL, even if you you essentially bring the same team back, you know, that's what was so heartbreaking about the bills in the, you know, the, the Jim Kelly bills that went to the four straight Super Bowls. That's crazy. And never won one. Uh, Because no, no team does that. No team goes to four straight Super Bowls. No, barely any team goes to two straight Super Bowls. I mean, it's kind of rare, especially among major sports. And so they might've just been one of those, you know, I don't know, winning fatigue. I, I don't know what you call it, but you don't have the same hunger anymore, right? Or you don't have the same, you you sort of, not, not take things la- for la- granted. Yeah, you get, but, might get lackadaisical or yeah, just think take that. Take foot off the gas a little bit. It's just not, you're not, you don't have the hunger. You don't have the drive. You know, you've already won it. And so it's, it's the, 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 the desire, the bite is not there the same way. And I, I understand that. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, uh, to that point, I think, you know, when you have so much uh, success, you start that starts becoming the expectation, right. and uh, and then you just you're just expecting that outcome without right. Um, uh, you know, doing the work to get there. Yeah, and then not only that, you already feel like yeah. a winner. Yeah, yeah, and then not only that, but when you do have that success, you're 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 getting every other team's best when they match right. up with you. Of course. Right. So it's tough. It just becomes exponentially tougher. It seems like uh, the more yeah. successful you are, the the tougher it is to maintain that success. Yeah, they say that that it's harder to defend a championship, right? That to, yeah. to win, and there's a lot of reasons. I think we've been we went through the main reasons for that, right? You get a little, yeah. you get the championship hangover. 
you know, a little bit less of a, of a, of the drive and the hunger for it because you, since you just did it also, you get every team's best shot. Uh, and it's, it's tough. And so I guess it's not a huge surprise, but you know, you, it, now it's hard to count them out. Uh, yeah. because again, experience does count for something in these situations. Well, let me ask you this. So let's just say the chiefs maintain the top seed or let's, even if they, you know, uh, drop down to number two, what team scares you in the AFC in terms of uh, matching up with? Um, you know, I, I looks like they might have the Chargers if they end up with the two seed. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers scare me, man. Uh, you know, yeah. Herbert, it's sort of like your thing with Murray. Yeah. Uh, Herbert, as we've seen, can put together a, a top-tier performance uh any any game you know any game uh whatever however you want to put it i mean you just know don't know and of course they're going to be up for it uh it'll be in kansas city uh, right and so that's tougher uh and so that might give kansas city the advantage but uh, the chargers do scare me it's one of those teams i mean there are better teams out there so, sort of like your thing with the cardinals there are better mm-hmm. teams better better uh rosters but the chargers scare me yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I actually, uh, well, let's say, uh, well, who's your favorite on the uh, the NFC? You going with the Rams, the uh, Bucks? I I still don't believe in the Rams, and I can't explain why. I I I they they have that collection of they have that all star team feel mm-hmm. about them, you know, that just doesn't. They're more of a, a group of individuals than they are a team type of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and uh, Matthew Stafford, I just am not, I'm not convinced. But uh, I know they they ended up. Well, how do they end up? They're twelve and four now, and they have the Niners. Now. They have the Niners today. Yep. Um. So likely thirteen and four. Uh. You know, it, if I had to pick, mm, you know, if the Packers end up top seed, uh, I got to go with the Packers. Yeah. Play, playing at home through the playoffs. Yeah, it's a huge, huge advantage yeah. playing at home. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to uh, pick the Cowboys. Uh, it's hard to believe in the Cardinals. Even you know, it's sort of their their debut on this stage in a way. Yeah. Not not all of them, but um, it's hard. And and then uh, that that's it. You know, for the rest, like the Niners and and the Eagles. Uh, these these teams that snuck in, uh, I don't I don't think they. Yes, they can beat any of these teams, but they're not up to that level. I don't think. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. Uh, going in another direction, have you heard, caught wind of uh, the Washington football team's leaked um, new uh, team name? No, I haven't heard the leak. Tell me. Uh, Wash the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I saw that on a list. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw it on the list, and I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, commanders. I'm 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 completely indifferent to it. Same with me. It doesn't. Yeah. It do, it doesn't uh, hit me in a positive or negative way. It's I of, actually it's kind of a shoulder shrug for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them for playing it safe. You know, finding finding one. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but um, I actually like that. 
how generic, just generically <laughs> being called the football team. To me, I, there's something appealing to that. Really? Uh, it's kind of like uh, Penn State is just their their unis are so plain that they become classic uh, or, or iconic. Uh, but, yeah, just being called. There's something very um, just simple and uh, – elegant to just being called the football team of Washington. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to miss it, huh? You're going to miss it. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I give them props for having the cojones to even do that. To know? change it. Yeah. Well, not just, I, I think that it's overdue to change it, but, mm-hmm. but to, uh, to call themselves the football team, <laughs> I think it's kind of bold. Honestly, it, it seems like it's sort of, uh, you know, uh, like it, I don't know, kind of indecisive. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think it took some guts to do that, to call themselves it, the football team and and, no, and and be real about it. It definitely beats being called the uh, Washington placeholders. Exactly right. Exactly right. And so, it, commanders, is it like nautical? Is it you know like a like a ship commander? Or are they going to be? Do you no, know? they're. Um, the logo now. This is sort of unofficial at this point, but these right. are supposedly leaked. Right, but next uh, week, right, or this coming week? No, no, yeah. no. At the end of the month, I think they said right. February. Before, yeah, February before the Super Bowl. Month. Before the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the I mean, the cut. The team colors remain the same. Yeah, got to do that. Um, yeah, I think no. I, I don't. Commanders and admirals. Um, yeah, it's, it remains to be seen. I don't think it's nautical. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I did read that they wanted to. They were leaning towards something that sort of was uh, a, a nod to the military. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, and uh, yeah, admirals obviously is more of a navy thing, right? Right, right. Uh, but command, you know, I feel like master and commander type of you know uh, historic sailor mm-hmm. type of thing when I hear commanders. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I guess interesting. You know, I I don't mind it. Commanders. I like it better than I, I like that it's a plural. I like it better than a, you know, Orlando Magic type of. Uh, I think I feel like they had a, they had a uh, an option or two that was, that was like that. That was that was not a plural uh, thing. Does that make sense? I don't yeah. Know, no. I wish I, I had I the list. What what team? Let's think. In any sport, what team recently has come on board in terms of a professional franchise where they've knocked out the the naming and the the naming branding and and, and logo well I, i'll tell you what my and it's funny because i just said i like uh i like uh the plurals but uh the nhl added the seattle kraken, kraken. yeah yeah that's a good one and they to me nailed it and not only that but the logo the branding uh-huh. With the this uh, S, and it it looks like like a serpent, and even uh, even one of the little it's kind of kind of three D ish, and and the there it's like a tentacle going up through yeah. the S, yeah, and, and with the red eye, and it's I think they and the colors are good, so to me that's the first one that pops into mind, and I'm not even a big NHL fan. I used to follow it a little bit closer. Yeah. Uh, but up here in the Northwest, you know, in, in Portland, we we take what we can get. You know, if it's if it's <laughs> exactly. a if it's a close by city, yeah. you know, and so there's there's plenty of Seattle Kraken fans around here, uh, and so I see their hats and uh, and jerseys and stuff, and and I caught wind of it early, you know, before they launched, and people were liking the logo and the yeah. whole branding, and I was impressed. And and it like you said, it's not easy. 
it's been a while and they don't, even if it's not terrible, it's hard to knock it out of the park. And uh, I feel like that's the closest one I've seen. Right. I, I think that's a good call. I can't think of, uh, I like, um, that's a good one. Um, I like the New Orleans, well, New Orleans, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. I don't like Pelicans as a, uh, <laughs> as an animal. Mascot, right. As me. a mascot. Yeah. I just, me, it just, me yeah, I'm not but a fan, but I do like the Pelicans. colors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I do like the colors. Um, yeah, what about the Nets rebrand when they moved to Brooklyn and went black? It, I mean, I was in, I'm into it. I'm into it. I mean, my gosh, do you remember the Derek Coleman days and when those they had oh, those hyper color like right. fuchsia, blue? Yeah. Like uh jerseys, they tried. in the 90s. Yeah, they they went a little weird. A bunch of teams went pretty weird in the 90s. Yeah. I think the uh well, this I mean, they've been in the been in the NBA for what two or three decades now, but the, the heat, yeah. I always liked what they did. That was pretty straightforward and simple. Yep. Um, yep. Well, the, what about the uh, Miami vice, you know, pastel? Oh no, no, those blue. not, those unis not withstanding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They love them in Miami. They love <laughs> Do them. They but, really? Yeah. Well, the, the worst ones were the, uh, the, the gradient ones, you know, that went from yeah, blue to pink. I know that's right. exactly what I'm thinking of. They oh, look like yeah. popsicles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but sticking with the NHL, I don't know how this is happening. Again, I'm not a big, but the, but you know, when you're going back like 30 years or whatever, the, the San Jose Sharks killed it too, I think. Killed it. Yeah. That's the, a good one. The colors are good. The the sharks, I mean, you know, biting through the stick, right? The logo. <laughs> Chomp, chomping through the stick. Yeah. yeah. And sharks is a fun logo, even though, you yeah. know, sharks are dangerous, scary animals, you know, really. But well, that's the thing. That's, fun. that's, that's sort of my, my perspective on it, like if you're going to use an animal as a logo, you got to have some sort of menacing animal, <laughs> right? Like Pelicans. you can't, you can't go back retroactively and try to make it menacing, like the yeah. way the dolphins have, <laughs> or or the cardinals. Yeah, like this mean, just doesn't work. Yeah, like this angry faced pelican does yeah. not does not do the job. Right, right. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, what's going on in Florida. I mean, I mean, I could say that about anything regarding Florida, but their their sport teams is like. I mean, mine. I've said this before, so it's nothing new. The Dolphins have the worst unis in, in all of sports um, and logo. Um, but then the Florida Marlins, they've got some kooky stadium over there. Yeah, um, yeah man. Just like, yeah, the Marlins, too, had the weird, like, like multicolored pinstripe uniforms. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, For a while, well, you know, last one, but uh, when they came on board online... Uh, Orlando Magic has some pretty dope unis. I remember they were okay. Yeah, I was you didn't like them? trying to. Or they were, I, you know, they had that kind of cartoony feel that I don't really like that much. That a lot of '90s teams, like, the, what, do you remember the Houston Rockets with those blue, uh, like the the Steve Francis era? Yes, uh, the pinstripe with yeah, the rocket. And, yeah, no, and the same with the Raptors, Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors. Speaking of of questionable uh, mascots. Toronto Raptors. I mean, what do you? How do you feel about the the dinosaur? I don't know. I feel that feel that was a heavy handed uh, um, attempt at taking advantage of the popularity of right Jurassic right. The, Park and dinosaurs in general. Yeah, right, right. Not feeling, not thinking about what it would look like in you know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years. Exactly. Raptors. I mean, but now people are used to it, I guess. But although I have to say, I do like their little uh, their little in arena mascot guy. You know, with that inflatable raptor 
Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, and you know, these, oh yeah, just, you know, sh- videos of him on rollerblades, you know, just yeah, causing a ruckus. Well, uh, yeah, but you know, along your neck of the woods up there in the uh, the Pacific Northwest, the one that went away that was um, slept on as a dope uni, in my opinion, was the Seattle Sonics. Mm. Well, Those. I think they they went. They, some were good, some were bad. Uh, I, I, I like the green. I like the white. I Both like the green. That see, I think there's. I'm with you. There's a shortage of good greens in professional sports uniforms. Period. Yeah. There's not enough good that you know. The even Tampa Bay had one for a while. I think they changed out of it. But Tampa, uh, the Rays. I mean, not the, uh, not the uh, Bucks. The Rays had a good kind of deep green uh, thing going for a while. Well, and, and I, I think ahead. they messed up when they went away because nobody else has it. I mean, it's it's unique that you yeah. knew the Sonics, yeah. Every time they, they were the only ones. I mean, the Bucks are trying to do it now a little bit too. They they yeah. went a little darker green than they used to be. Yeah, you know, and they, I mean, every now and then you see it, but most greens are that kind of that that uh, I don't know that you know that Lucky Charms. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, no, I, uh, I lost my thought. Oh, I was going to say, you know, speaking of the like uh, underutilized colors, I think overutilized, we could go with uh, teal. I think yeah. that's been. Well, it, well, I think the sharks started that trend though. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. There, was, there definitely. wasn't a lot of a lot of teal before that, and the here came the or was it, or was it or was it Charlotte? The Charlotte Hornets. Uh, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a little lighter, I think, than the Sharks. The Charlotte was uh, was a little more blue. You know, it was a little lighter. I wouldn't have called it teal, but maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they can claim it as uh, as being first because I do like those Charlotte uniforms too. The Hornets. Uh, you like I, those? I like the colors. I like the colors. There's, well, when when all those teams were coming coming online, man, they folks were going heavy on pinstripes. Uh, yeah, Charlotte had them. Houston had them. Yeah, Charlotte did it right though. Charlotte did it right. They did it better than the Magic, and I think you like the Magic, but I think they did it better than Magic, better than the than the uh, Rockets. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of teams had it back in the day. <laughs> you know what? Uh, who else is uh, stuck with the green though? As your your squad, the uh, Mavericks, is stuck with the green. Yeah. yeah, they've always. It's not quite as good of a green, but it's. It's not a terrible green, and they've they've uh, they've made it work. Well, have you seen last last bit on the, the unis? But um, have you seen? I don't think it's a regular uni for them, but they have like this kind of like cartoonish graffiti. Oh, no, it, yeah, off. they did away with that. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say. I think that was one season, and they they learned their lesson. Yeah, it was it was. Well, awful. yeah, since Nike took over the NBA uniform contract or whatever. And now every team has like four or five different uniforms. And yeah. it's not, it used to be so simple, right? There was home white and then colored away. Road, Except yeah. for the Lakers. Lakers were yellow, home yellow yeah. and purple. Yeah. Away. Uh, it, but I, so I, I'm kind of of two minds. I, I like it, you know, that there are diff, these cool different uniforms now. I do. I kind of yeah. miss, but I kind of miss the simple straightforward like these are the uniforms that you know and love yeah, uh, yeah but because i do like some of these city edition you know obviously the warriors have had some outstanding ones and uh portland portland has had some cool i, I like the blazers uniforms anyway if, if you're going to yeah. be red black and white i mean it's yeah. it doesn't get more sort of uh 
not cliche, but it doesn't get more, you know, it doesn't get less imaginative than that. Uh, but they do it right somehow. I like the sash look that they have across the front because who else has that? They, you know, they, I don't think so. It's, uh, it's recognizable, but they've had some good, yeah, uniform. A, a lot of teams have had, but there have been some questionable ones, and Mavericks are at the top of that list. Well, I'll tell you what, speaking of questionable, what's what's the deal with Crypto.com uh, Arena? Yeah, good. Okay, we're moving on. Wait, did we pick favorites for uh, the NFL? Oh, we, uh, I, didn't, do I don't think we got mine. Yeah, I'll give you mine real quick, uh, okay. just off the top. I'm going to go L.A. Um, I'm yep. going yep. to believe that they're going to pull it together. Too much okay. talent um, uh, against the um, chefs. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, sort of. I mean, we could, this could have been our preseason preview in a lot of ways, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's kind of a shame when that happens, but yep, that's not bad. Not bad. Who did I pick? I did. I pick an AFC team. Uh, I, I got. Said, I think uh, I'm going Packers, and uh, I I don't totally believe in the Titans. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs. I didn't think the Patriots would be up there in this mix, but. Uh, and they're kind of scary sometimes, but that might be my other scary team besides the Chargers. But the Pats, yeah, yeah. not 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 a believer here. I mean, not at this point, but yeah, yeah. but they've again, they're they're not consistent with it. But who knows? Who knows? So, all right, I'll take Packers, Chiefs. So, uh, we'll hopefully we'll talk again and uh, and have a real uh, prediction once we get close to Super Bowl time. Uh, oh, for, for sure. All right, so uh, do you know? Well, let's talk about NBA, but like you said, as you led into already here, the the whole stadium and arena naming thing is <laughs> is just it's sort of a joke anyway. It's sort it's sort of silly uh, anyway. I mean, I understand what it's about, but you know, nothing can touch the ridiculousness of the names of some of the college bowl games. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I can't even think of any real ones off the off the top of my head. But you know, stuff like the you know the blue diamond almond bowl, or you know, things just what what is it like national uh, Alamo Alamo rent a car? Uh, you know, I you know, I don't know. There's just there's just been some silly ones. The uh, Beefo Brady's Bowl, St. Petersburg Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real one. See what I mean? I mean, you can, that- you can, you could, uh, you know, there's probably a, a good, a solid list of about 10 or 20 real ones that if you said it out loud, people would think you're joking. I mean, it just sounds like a joke. Uh, and arenas have, for the most part, stayed away from anything that comical. But it's, it's kind of a shame when it, you know, it's stuff like the, uh, you know, the fabulous forum in LA. You know, ends yeah. up being, I don't know, the name of some bank. You know, for, I don't remember, but uh, uh, you know, and I, I guess we're used to it now. You know, SoFi Stadium. Like nobody knows what SoFi. I don't. You know, what even is it? I don't know. In LA, brand new stadium, and here it is, SoFi Stadium. I don't. And and it, plus, it also kind of loses a little bit of identity. Like who knows where, where you know, Nissan Stadium is. Doesn't identify yeah. with a place. I mean, it used to be, you know, Cotton Bowl, Rose Bowl, right. Fiesta Bowl. Now it's obviously it's got the branding all over it. Uh, 
we got the the walk ons, Bistro and Bar, Independence Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just uh, prostituted names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so you know, again, when you talk about arenas and stadiums, and and some of them kind of pass the test, you know, st- like something like Oracle Arena, right? The Warriors somehow works, right? It doesn't sound like just a straight commercial billboard, uh, or like Pacific Bell Park for San right, Francisco Pac-Bell for a Park, while. Yeah. Pac Bell yeah. Park kind of has a ring to it, you know, no no pun intended, but. Then, you know, there, there are too many that, that don't, you know, if it's just the name of a well-known company or, or that kind of thing. But now that leads us up to the current situation that we're in. And even, you know, Staples Center, I'm not even sure how many people, I guess you, it, you, know, you don't call it Staples Center unless you name it after the store, Staples. Right. Uh, but it just, so I guess we're used to it, right? It's been Staples Center for as long as it's been in existence. So what, 25 years? ish and uh, at least 20 years i think a little more than that maybe it's 20 years because they had a 20-year contract or something right that sounds like it might might be the case but right. but uh crypto.com arena i mean is this yeah hopefully it's a short-term deal well that that's the thing is you know with these names it just seems i think intuitively most people just hear it and just um because you know it's fleeting right you know five years from now it's going to be named something else <laughs> well plus any, that, here's another thing anytime you you include dot com in it right if it, it'd be different if it was crypto arena right and not crypto.com right. yeah forward slash or what's the uh what's the stadium that um memphis plays in is it the Smoothie building, the smoothie. Oh, Smoothie King Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, so crypto.com. Let's just cross our fingers that, I mean, it's even worse that it's where the Lakers are going to play. And I don't know what, what, uh, who's going to sponsor or if there's even going to be a sponsor for the new Clippers arena, but it's going to hurt even more when Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Clippers, builds a fantastic state-of-the-art new arena in Inglewood for the Clippers and the Lakers are playing in crypto.com arena yeah they don't seem sacrilegious to have the lakers playing in a stadium called uh, crypto.com arena uh, we'll see we'll see how this plays out because crypto i mean it seems like i i we're not going to get too far into this uh, crypto you know it's been one of those things that at first you know uh, maybe we're getting old but i kind of scoffed at it and you know this you know it, it's gotten the social media treatment from me and it's like no this is real so i'm kind of afraid it's going to stick yeah well, moving along, we wanted to touch on. Uh, we haven't had a chance really to discuss some of the rookies, uh, uh, some of the play, some of the outstanding yeah. rookies this year. We're sticking uh, in the my, NBA. Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you had a chance to uh, keep up or track some of these uh, young stars? A little bit, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's usually what happens is some one, you know, one or two of them kind of fly out of the gate. Yeah, uh, you know, fast and and uh, you know, put up some splashy numbers and then sort of return to earth. And that was the case a little bit this year, but we have some consistency too, right? With uh, some of these some of these kids, and not necessarily the tippy top draft picks. Right. Uh, well, well look, I want to give you there credit. Are some surprises. 
aspect. Yeah, I want to give you credit because I think weren't you saying that this was probably one of the more deeper drafts? Or yes, yes. yeah, uh, and, and it, yeah. it's really shaping up to be that way. I mean, yeah, some of real the contributors, the, real contributors down through you know all through the draft, really. But I mean, through fifteen, uh, the top fifteen for sure. Um, I mean, even the. the you know, Evan Mobley might be the best rookie of the class so far. He's I was going to bring him up. I, he, that was yeah. the first name I was going to bring up. And I wouldn't have guessed that he'd be the top rookie, especially since he got drafted onto a team that already had two centers. Mm-hmm. But, hey, uh, he's he's got that trajectory, right? He's got that that upward, like that that quick uptake. Like he's in the, he's in the developmental, quick developmental phase right now. Right. He's, he's, he's. Look at, yeah, exactly. He's like like better every game, right? Right, almost better as a pro than he is was as a uh, college athlete. Yeah. Um, I mean, Scotty Barnes has been as advertised, if not better, and just yeah. in terms of an all around game. Yeah. Uh, Josh Josh Giddy, the uh, foreign yeah uh, Australian player. Yes. Uh, taken by the Thunder. I mean, he just had a triple double the other day. Yeah. But you He's can gonna see have a great that. Career. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Kaminga, a lot of people are high on defensively. I mean, I, I'm high on him still. Um, I'm not at that point where I'm convinced he's a uh, he's going to be a star. Okay. Um, I, I don't he know. He shows how flashes. Talking. Yeah, he, he shows think- flashes, but he also, I mean, there's times he just looks so completely yeah. lost, lost. Um, <laughs> as, as a basketball player. Yeah. Right. Um, He's young, so, man, real he's young. He's super young, yeah. I mean, he has all the physical tools. And the good thing is, I mean, he he, he certainly has the aptitude for defense, and he's showing that. Yeah, well, um, and offense too, though. He he, Both sides, that's the thing. Is He he seems like a solid two-way player in the making. Mm-hmm. Pot, pot, potentially, um, like you said. He's not, a, right. he's not a lock. He's not a lock. Uh, but he at least is going to have, you know, a, a career. He's got, he's got a shot to be in the league for a while. For sure. So, so the Warriors are happy um, ha- uh, nabbing him at, at number seven. But Franz uh, Wagner, True. that's kind of a, a that's kind of out of nowhere. Uh, not nowhere, yeah. but that nobody nobody would say that he would be in the mix for one of the top rookies this year. Right, right. Um, just skipping over a few names here to a player that I really was hoping the, that would drop down to the Warriors, and he was taken by the Pacers at thirteen, right ahead. Uh, the Warriors pick at 14, but was a uh, Chris Duarte mm-hmm. um, uh, from Oregon, I believe. Right. Um, That's right. I, I haven't watched him actually this season. No, he's just one of these guys. He's um, offensive talent. Um, and when he's called on to make, to, you know, to, to score, he's, he's shown that ability NBA ability to score um, uh, against vets. Um, so and so, so he's another a solid rotation player, right? Solid rotation player. Um, Alperin, have you been watching Alperin Sangoon? Yeah, down in uh, the Thunder. Uh, oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or excuse me, to uh, the Rockets. He Rockets. I Rockets. thought it was Rockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he was originally drafted by the Thunder. Okay. Um, but yeah, another talented guy there, full of yeah. potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, one of those guys. Went, then you watch the, a lot of these players, and you forget they're rookies. Mm-hmm. Right, because they they don't look super polished, but they look like they belong already. Hundred percent, yeah. So a lot of, I mean, just uh, NBA's future is looking bright. I feel like it's been this is the most talented the league's been the past two or three season seasons. I think the league's as a whole across the board 
has more talent than I remember ever watching like back, back in the nineties from like from one to 12 on each roster. I agree. I agree. I mean, even the worst teams, uh, you know, have this talent and, and there's, you know, for whatever reason they, they haven't put it together, but you're right. I mean, and, and there are so many names I feel like there are so many names that I either either forgot about or that I feel like I hadn't even heard right that are not only contributing but really putting up numbers on a lot of teams and that you can't sleep on that you know that uh, that these guys you know it, it, there used to be walkovers you know and even mm-hmm. there are some teams true like you know you can look at the Pistons or you can look at uh, you know a couple other teams that you sort of expect to beat. For if you're most teams in the league, mm-hmm. uh, but even those guys, I mean, these the they they're not they're not out there relaxing during those games. Yeah, they're they're having to play hard, and they're having you know because like you said, that defense is a is a bigger deal these days. These players play hard on defense, and they move a lot on defense more than they ever have before. And yeah, man, I agree with you. It's uh, the talent level is amazing. And. Uh... And actually, speaking of defense, that's actually what uh, Wagner was known for coming out. Um, but just to go over his sort of um, slash line, he's averaging about 16 points a game, shooting 45% from the field, 37% from three-point, um, 80-plus from uh, free throw. Um, but, I mean, to get that, to get him at, what was it, um, number eight? Uh yeah, was I it slept, eight overall? I slept yeah. on him. Totally slept on him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, and his brother was a little bit bigger deal uh, coming out, and he and he actually is on ended up on the same squad with him, right? In Orlando, I think they're both on Orlando. Um, uh, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. Yeah, I think he's on the Magic too, because he played for the Lakers for a minute. But Mo Wagner or Mo Bamba? No, Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Actually, Mo Bamba's had a pretty good year this yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you've been right. keeping up. No, yeah. he, he uh, is one of those guys that has sort of been tipped to have a breakout year every year, right? Um, and finally is sort of, not finally, is has just been creeping up instead of making a big leap. He's been right. steadily coming. But yeah, right. Franz Wagner, man, I don't, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have done it. I, I was sleeping on him. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, well, let's, you know, we have uh, Clay Thompson coming back for his first game in two years, which is crazy to think. It is. We haven't and seen Clay Thompson. What is interesting to me, too, is that this is pretty much the biggest story in the NBA right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it you could, it, you know, you could credit the fact that the Warriors were such a, you know, they were, they were a dynasty. But, you know, to, we could, I think we could use that word. For, uh, they had five or six years there where they were, the team they were the team in the nba and there, there were everybody else was just trying to catch up with them and in large part that was because of clay and last we saw him right uh he was uh playing in the finals right playing in the finals they were about to lose yeah. to toronto and so uh it, it's interesting to me it's it, it, i i it's a big deal, you know. Obviously, if you're a Warriors fan, and it's a big deal, uh, you know, for for diehard NBA fans. Uh, and you know, there's the the recent thing about uh, him, you know, being however you want to, I don't know, whichever side you fall on, you know, you could call it a snub uh, from the 
top 75 all time list. Right, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of thing. And, you know, he's been sort of, he's been active on uh, social media and sort of, you know, behind the scenes and, and, uh, and this kind of thing. And so it's kind of a buildup and it's, but it's still pretty interesting to me that really this is what everybody is focused on right now. It's Clay coming back. And well, may, but again, maybe, and we'll talk about this too. Sorry, sorry, but maybe it's because the Warriors have been such a surprise this season. I think, well, I definitely think that adds to it because, I mean, the Warriors came out like gangbusters uh, this season. And you then you look and you say, and they still haven't got Thompson back. They still haven't got Weissman back. So, uh, you know, you, you look at it kind of like in awe, like, man, they're good now. They're only going to get another chip, blue chip back. And that's assuming he's, you know, he's the old clay. Right, um, close to it. Something close to it, which I think, you know, his game outside of playing defense, but his game as a spot-up shooter is, I mean, he – he can do that on one leg if his right. leg was amputated. Um, so, yeah, and and no one in the league, you know, even beyond all that, no one in the league has a higher Q rating than than Clay Thompson. Right. For whatever reason, people freaking love Clay Thompson. Yeah. Like I don't know anybody, and I'm sure there's someone out there, some rando, but that's as highly as respected from opposing teams fans. <laughs> And other players than Clay Thompson for some reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's his demeanor. He's just quiet. He just goes about his game that that it is appealing to everybody. But um, I think I think folks are just rooting for him. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. I agree. And and yeah, for, for I think maybe because he's you know people were focused on Steph, uh, and, you know, and but I, I I think Steph might rival him for. Uh, for uh, appeal uh, league wide, uh, yeah. he, he never really. He, even though he, some people didn't give him all the credit that he probably deserves, and still some people for some, for whatever reason can't give him all the credit that he deserves. He never really was a villain type of uh, you know not no, like a LeBron, yeah. not like yeah. a LeBron or even a Michael Jordan or a Kobe or mm-hmm. you know or a Shaq even you know he was never somebody that people just want to root against. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so much, but I think Steph, the only reason that they would is just cause he just kills them. Right. I mean, it's just, he just, yeah. just consistently just, just rips people's hearts out and not, but again, just because of his play, just from his play. But, uh, clay is like that too. You're right. He, uh, he, it just gets respect. I mean, and people forget what a good scorer he is. I think hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, he's just—he's um, probably got the most, you know, uh, textbook shot in the game. Um, yeah. Yep. Whereas you know, where whereas Curry makes these shots, but he's not necessarily textbook, and that's what makes him so unique. He's, he can right. hit hit a shot on any level, um, you know, off the wrong foot, whatever. Uh, right. Whereas Clay Thompson is always perfectly, you know, launching up. Right, with the right angle, releasing it at the right at the high point, all that. Yeah, like if you're a coach, you're going to show yeah. your your kids videos of Clay, right? More than you would chip before you show them videos of Steph. You, with Steph, actually, it's probably the opposite. You say, "Don't, I don't want you to do this. Please stop don't, trying to be like. Yeah, Steph please Curry. don't be Steph Curry. Be Clay yeah. Thompson. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But anybody who scores forty points in one quarter, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean. 
that you you might want to put him in the Hall of Fame just for that. Yeah, and, and you know, just transitioning over to the Warriors in general, I think I think they caught you off guard because uh, I know oh. you, totally. you weren't. Yeah, I, and I think I mean not to say that I was saying they were going to make a run at it. Um, I thought they were going to be a little bit better than I think um, you thought they were, but you know that's just me being a fan of the dubs and but i think you know i'm looking at their squad and um just the way that they're they're made up and i think what really is different they've been able to retool and one of the key players um that's going to help them and that that has been helping him is the development of jordan pool mm-hmm. um as a uh, as another score reliable score yep. um their bench is is super deep um, the one right. player that I don't know how they're going to fit him in is still is still Wiseman when he comes back. Yeah, um, well, and- I think that that Kerr is smart enough that he won't try to force him in. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and I also think that uh, Wiggins is getting under oh hundred percent undervalued. Has, he has found anybody- his role. Yeah, yeah. Has been killing it, and I think that he is flying under the radar a little bit uh, for for being. The type of, I think it's because of his history, you know, the expectations of him yeah. being everybody expected him to be the guy, right? The number one yeah. guy yeah. on a winning team. And he, you know, he's better as a third option type of thing. Uh, on a team like this, it's, you know, I want to say, uh, like if you have somebody like him who you wouldn't, nobody would classify as a superstar, you know, they say that you need three superstars to win in the NBA these days. Right. And with the Warriors, they talk about Steph, Clay, and you know Durant, or, or some people will put uh, Draymond Green right in there before KD okay. got there and include him in that. But if you have a player like Wiggins, you know he fills that role of the third guy that does everything that you need. And they again, they get him. I'd say even more than that because he's the guy that's guarding the, every team's top wing. Hundred percent. I mean, it used to be Clay, has, and now Clay won't yeah. have to do it when he comes back. Well, now, now they got two. I mean, yeah. it, it's well, three really. Draymond's probably one of the, if not the best, or top three defense players Inside in the game. And out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, has anybody changed their sort of trajectory on their career more so than Wiggins um, of memory? I can't think of anybody that has really just been seen as an afterthought, right? Um, and then embraced embraced it yeah fits them so well but it takes this team that's the thing he he wouldn't have been able to do it anywhere else and i give the warriors credit for trading for him because his contract at the time was an albatross i mean right and they made that trade and and you know um uh, the gm for the warriors likes to say that they're light years ahead right right and and, you know you got to get bob myers you got to give him credit because um well everybody knew yeah, everybody knew D'Angelo Russell was a short-term right. solution or short-term, you know, sort of uh, uh, stopgap. Mm-hmm. But I would have guessed that they would have flipped him for somebody to, besides Wiggins. I agree. Yeah. So I think they're the favorites. I, I mean, it, it. You know, I didn't feel that coming in. Looking at it now, and I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'm being a prisoner of the moment. Um, at least in the West, um, I think yeah. there's a clear clear favorites. Um, yep. you know, I think if Brooklyn gets it sort of co their talent sort of coalesces and, and gets on the same page, which is a big, if, you know, with Kyrie playing what 
not playing road games or whatever right. it is. Well, they don't look uh, that good. They don't look yeah. that good. Yeah. I mean, they look good, but they don't look right. they don't look like like uh, the scariest team. Right. You just you, you always sort of uh, acknowledge the talent, though. And right. Right. If they can get it together, um, who knows? Um, I think they would have won the championship last year if they didn't get in have the injury issue. Yeah. The well, the, again, and much like people are are still saying about the Lakers, they they more than any other team, those two especially the two teams can realistically uh, flip a playoff switch. I think yeah. uh, more, you know, that people talk a lot about it, but, and it's usually kind of silly, but I think those two teams, it could be real. Well, let me ask you then. I mean, well, you sort of answered the question, but I guess I'll just ask you, are the, are the Lakers dead? Or I, I wouldn't say dead. No, I wouldn't say dead. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not going to, uh, uh, oops, I'm not going to, um, sort of sort of fool myself into uh you know keeping the faith that they're going to be a tippy top you know that they're that they're anywhere near the favorite mm-hmm. uh, I, but i wouldn't say they're dead no i you just they, like you said with brooklyn the, the talent level is so high uh you know lebron has still got it obviously he can put up numbers mm-hmm. i think they messed up trading for westbrook you know as mm-hmm. far as team balance and you know all of the above um but who knows? Who knows? As the season goes on, and if if Anthony Davis ever can stay healthy, uh, you know, they—I don't think you can count them out. I don't think you can you can uh, really say that they're that they're dead. Yeah, and I, I think I mean, if there's one player in the NBA that can lean on his experience and can dominate still physically uh, a series, uh, it's LeBron, right? I mean, I would never count him out. Um, in a playoff series, right. just in terms of, of putting the team on his back. And he doesn't necessarily have to carry all the weight with Anthony Davis there, but they're just a, a cobbled together team. It just, the pieces right. are ill-fitting. Right. Um, I mean, you and I have gone back and forth on this, but I just don't think Russell Westbrook is a winning player at this point in his career. Right. Um, especially. Well, you could, argue, how, how you, you could argue about any point in his career. Really. It, it, I was, that's what I was going to say, but especially now in – uh, but how do you feel? Do you think the uh, Lakers will uh, ditch him? Or yeah, yeah, it's funny. There has been uh, talk from you know, I mean, outside of the organization, of course, about you know them trading him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they have the the moxie. I, I think that you know, they, I, I think they'll 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 try to make some moves. They'll do something. I don't see them abandoning the Westbrook experiment right now. Um, I'm not saying they should. Could, I, could that be I to the know. detriment? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Yes, yes, it could be. And I don't know what they would get for him. You know, who he doesn't have an expiring contract, right? Right. So I don't know what, I don't know who would take him on and, and would give up the kind of pieces that the Lakers would need anyway, right? So it's, I mean, you, you can, you can theorize about these things all you want, but somebody ha- is, has to make a trade with you. Right. So, uh, I, I don't think they'll do it anyway. I mean, they, they might not hundred percent rule it out if somebody wants to offer them, you know, Ben Simmons or something like that, Yeah. Uh, which wouldn't happen. I'm just saying they're not going to, 
decline anything that they're, they're not saying he's he's off limits i don't think but i don't i don't see it happening i don't think and i don't think they'll actively shop him wow this is insane he's he's owed 44 million this year and 47 million next year right yikes yeah i mean what are you gonna what are you gonna do with that i mean you can trade for dame lillard and <laughs> right i mean it, that's what i mean the, yeah. the, with you know you think the blazers are uh <laughs> do you think the Blazers would do anything but laugh at that uh, at that proposal? Yeah, I mean, there's no way. There's just no way. They're they're not gonna. There's no way to move him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe now uh, over the sum. Maybe over the summer because his he has an expiring deal, or maybe you know by the trade deadline next year. Uh, but not. It's not gonna happen this season. Well, has there been any sort of surprises uh, this season so far that? Uh, Think yeah. worthwhile to discuss. All right. Well, Leah, let's do this before we wrap it up. And it's it's for sure part of the surprise. I think is uh, well. Besides the Warriors, I think in the West it has to be the Warriors being what mm-hmm. they are. No, mm-hmm. I don't think we expected them to be at the bottom like they were the previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, if they were, if Clay came back last year, I don't think it would have had this fanfare, right? I think it's a big, big in a big way. It's because he's. Uh, come into a team that's already the favorite, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the if Warriors have to. You have to say they're a surprise that they are where they are. Uh, and in the East, uh, it's got to be the Cavaliers. I think uh, the Cavs. Yeah, I think it's the Cavs, and you know, Mobley. We already talked about, but they have put together. We everybody knew that they had talent in the backcourt. Uh, and everybody liked Jared Allen, and I think it's just one of those things where they all—they've been together long enough. That backcourt, and although Sexton has been out, they just got the talent up to a level that uh, you know at, at all places on the court that they that they're dangerous. And and I, I think a lot of people will say the Bulls. I I disagree. I th- I was high on the Bulls. I I wasn't. I I don't know why people gave up on Demar Derozan. Um, and of course, you know, uh, I like, uh, my guy, uh, Alex Caruso. That's right. Who, uh, I, the Lakers, I, by the way, reports were, did we talk about this? He wanted to stay with the Lakers, of course. Right. And he offered to take less and they he offered in. to take less money and they said, no, thanks. Uh, we want Russell Westbrook. And so, you know, I, I, no, I, the bulls don't surprise me. Uh, and you know, so I'm not going to allow that as uh, as an answer for who's a surprise team. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, I slept on um, I slept on him in terms of his his uh, his contribution and his ability as a player, but um, he's he's definitely seen or he's definitely you know a solid player uh, and a winning player. I would say right. Uh, right. Speaking of Caruso, yeah. Um, so and that's what they're lacking. So it's a bit. Yeah, uh, it's sort of they, they made their bet. They're going to have to lie in it. Yeah, it, it, I have to go really quick about that too, though. As much as I was on the fence about picking up Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. I wasn't heartbroken about trading away Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell. You know, I even though they're both Montrez Harrell is known to be a, a poor defender, but he was energy off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuzma was a decent wing defender, but he's just one of those guys that's just sort of never 
never never got to the point where everybody wanted him to get. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, I wasn't that bad, that, that sad to lose him. KCP, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, on the other hand, he was a guy that also sort of didn't seem like he was that impressive and didn't have big numbers, but was like a real cog in the machine of a winning team also, you know, like he would hit big yeah. shots when they need to get hit and would play solid defense when it needed to be played. So I, I was a little bit, you know, upset about losing him, but uh, that that's the thing is that's, that's part of the reason that I wasn't that upset about the Westbrook trade is that I, I felt like it, it wasn't like you weren't giving up your best assets and you, you know, if as long as they were able to build something around them, uh, it might've, it might've had a chance to work. Uh, yeah, but I was upset about them letting Alex Caruso go. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. Um, Wait, do we have your surprise uh, picks? No. I, I, well, I mean, think, I think it goes without saying the Doves, just in terms of where they're at right now, how they're playing. Yeah. And 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 beating you know some of the better teams in the league uh, consistently, like the Suns and the Jazz and whatnot. Um, but yeah, how they're playing right now, I think they're. Definitely a surprise. Although it's funny in saying that, and then looking at their team, how it's comprised, it's probably shouldn't be surprised. You're right. It shouldn't be. Uh, but except yeah. that we have the experience of last season. I know that uh, that. Um, well, Curry uh, Steph, wasn't playing. Steph was hurt, yeah. but I mean, it, it. It's and you're right. I mean, he's he's one of the biggest difference makers. So maybe, well, maybe not having better. Curry, not having Thompson. Yeah, I mean, those are your. Your two sort of war horses. Um, yeah. What about disappoint? Oh, what about, what about the East? Who's who's any any surprises out there? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think definitely the Cavs because I think heading into the season, um, was not expecting them to sort of coalesce as a team and play the kind of ball they're they're playing. I think they're what fifth in the East right now. Um, I I didn't expect them to even uh, be five hundred. Right. Um, I thought they were going to be sort of cellar dwellers there. Um, so just the way that they've been playing um, and competing, I think is surprising. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Do you have any disappointments uh, besides the Blazers? I think the Lakers. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's got to be the Lakers. I mean, and is I'm not one of these Golden State fanboys and Laker haters. Um, I, I, well, I, sort of. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I expected them to be competitive. Yeah. Um, well, and, I, you could argue that they still are. I mean, there, there's a lot of parity, right? I mean, there's there's uh, there's the t- these tippy top teams, uh, but there are a lot of good teams that aren't that far away from 500 right now. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're treading I, water. I think, yeah, relative to the talent that they have right. on the roster, I think they should be playing better, and right. and I, we haven't seen that. Although it it's it's gotten better in the past few weeks, um, but the way yeah. they started off the season uh, was a bit of a train wreck, um, and maybe they're starting to figure out and define uh, their roles. Uh, yeah. yeah, meaning LeBron LeBron has to run things and take over. Right, right, right. But, but you know, what's funny is that's how they won the championship because. I think I've talked about this before. You talk about Westbrook not being a winning player. That's how I feel about Anthony Davis. I think I think Anthony Davis is as for all the credit he gets, and for you know he was on the seventy-five best players of all time, mm-hmm. uh, and for the talent that he has, uh, it's it's uh, 
he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything without LeBron uh, leading the way and taking charge. And you know, it was it was famously one. He he won one playoff series in in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Against and it was it was an upset against the Blazers. Uh, and two, when they were playing last year, oh, I think it was last season. They were you know top team when LeBron was on the floor. And as soon as LeBron sat, even with uh, Anthony Davis playing, they were like 28th in the league in combined, uh, you know, offense, defense, or plus minus or whatever. Like they were mm-hmm. terrible. They were terrible with Anthony Davis leading the team. And you can't you can't be a top player and have that be the case. You know, only LeBron. And again, LeBron is an all time great. But I mean, that's just it, yeah. to me. It speaks volumes, and he's just not the guy that everybody gives him credit for being. And so I, it's tough though, because LeBron wants him to be LeBron is the type of guy that he wants to give other players a chance, you know, to, to make their mark. He did it last year. They won the championship with him playing point guard essentially. Mm -hmm. And then what do they do last year? They give the ball to Dennis Schroeder (laughs) all the time. And it doesn't make sense to me. It's clear that LeBron has to be the guy for them to win. And I don't know why he, uh, uh, doesn't doesn't embrace that and just doesn't run with it because Anthony Davis is not the guy, Westbrook is not the guy. It has to be LeBron, and when it, he is the guy, they get the results that they need. Yeah, um, you know, one other team I would want to mention is sort of a disappointment, um, at least compared to where they left off last year or where they looked like they were going is uh, the Nuggets. Mm. Uh, playing less than 500 ball here. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a big run, didn't they, the last few years. Right. Um and um yeah, I, I just thought they'd be sort of um you know, piggyback off of what they did last year or build off it and right. continue on and at least be more again. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's why Jokic even though he's arguably playing better this season than last season isn't isn't a favorite for MVP, right? They're not winning, and the Warriors are. Yeah. What, what about the Pelicans? I mean, Zion's been out, but uh, that, actually, yeah, great point. Um, I mean, they're huge disappointments, but they've been like that. I mean, that's been yeah. Uh, who who can figure them out? Um, no. And and here's a question. I mean, do we actually ask if maybe it's they trade uh, Zion, or do you? Hmm. What would you do? Would you? Take another stab at it. I mean, he's not healthy, right? Uh, I don't, you might just nobody, who's going to trade for him, right? You might just have to let him walk. Uh, well, I, I think I think he'd definitely be. He, he's he's so talented, and I this would be the first time he's traded. Um, I think he would definitely have a market for sure. Um, someone would be willing to take a chance on him. Hmm. Uh, and try and and, and uh, see if they can figure him out. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah, you know, there have been a lot of disappointments now that I think about it. But I mean, the Blazers for me are at the top, mm. near the top of that list. Uh, I'm with you. The Lakers are probably number one, but but uh, the Blazers, man. I mean, it's a mess. It's 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 it up here. The vibe is like it's sad. It's, <laughs> it's pe- people are depressed, really, and they've had yeah. some injury. They've had injury issues, but. Uh, even when they had their full squad together, 
uh, it's it's ugly, and they don't. It's been a while since it's been like that. It's been pretty positive vibes uh, about the Blazers, even that even when they're sort of first round exit year after year. Uh, it's been fun, and it's been exciting, and it's been definitely positive, and it has really turned the opposite direction uh, this season so far. Definitely. I mean, they're usually, you know, the thing with the Blazers, at least their legacy to me uh, has always been like always a competitive team. Right. We'll make it to the postseason and then fizzle out uh, in the first or second round. Um, So it is surprising that where they're at, I think they're 10 games under 500 right now. Um, I know when they signed uh, Larry Nance Jr., you texted me simply saying <laughs> championship. Yeah. I didn't get Contenders. it at the time. Contenders. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, yeah, I mean, what do you, I mean, we, it seems like this has been a theme since we've uh, uh, you know, started the show again. But what do you do with, what do you do with um, um, Lillard? Dame. Yeah. You know, it's probably it's probably the 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 correct move at this point from you know just a business mm-hmm. standpoint to try to move Lillard and restart you know and and yeah. re, rebuild kind of get a jump start on a rebuild mm-hmm. uh, but they, there's no way that they will ch- trade Lillard there's absolutely no way because he is you know essentially he is and I'm not even sure it's much of an argument at this point that he is, you know, the best blazer of all time. Oh, hundred, hundred percent, dude. I mean, outside of Kevin Duckworth, but <laughs> so, you know, there is, well, there's a big nostalgia factor, right. About like Bill Walton, since they won the championship, uh, Clyde Drexler, you know, uh, yeah. all these yeah. things. And, but it's, to me, it's clear. And so you just don't want to be, you know, he, He's been such a positive force in the community on and off the court, right? Yeah. And his whole family moved here. You know, they all live around uh, him, and it's it's like he had he is here. He he's going. I'm going to live here when I'm done playing. You know, uh, yeah. And it's uh, I, he there. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And so it, the problem is, it's been complicated a lot because CJ McCollum has been injured he got a collapsed lung Yikes. and there's not really a that, that's a, a weird enough and a rare enough condition or injury whatever you want to call it that especially now when you've got a a, a respiratory disease you know that's uh yeah, that's, that's yeah. the big, biggest problem uh it's it's really a big question mark because he is their most movable or most desirable piece other than lillard and it was clear to everybody it mm-hmm. has been for years, really, that you. It's probably you know, should break up that backcourt, right? Because it's right. two. It's two six three guys that mm-hmm. are scorers first. All dominant. That, yeah, that yeah. are scorers and don't play defense. Yeah. Uh, and then what do you do? You trade for another six three guy, Norman Powell, who is a great, a great complementary piece, uh, and I think underappreciated also because he actually plays defense and can score. You know, uh, you know, pretty well also. And then you've got a young kid, Anthony Simons, who not only wins a dunk contest, but, you know, is putting up 43 points, you know, starting at point guard, that kind of thing. And so their, their backcourt is just over. It, it's so clear that it should be CJ, you know, shipped out. Right. And they can't do it right now. So it's, it's, uh, 
It's a well, mess. It's just, but it's a bad vibe. I mean, when they're talking about, it's kind of snake bit around here. You know, we we can go back to. <laughs> Uh, we've been going a long time, but I don't want to go too deep in this. But it's you're right. The Warriors have this. There's there's just this kind of a pattern mm-hmm. that you can go all the way back to. Well, a you can go back to Bill Walton winning a championship, but then getting injured and never being the same. You can go back to uh, Sam Bowie being drafted ahead of Michael Jordan, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can then yeah, yeah, yeah. you can go to uh, Brandon Roy, who was arguably like the next big thing at shooting right. guard. Right. I mean, he was legitimately the next guy. Like he was up there. Like he would have been in the conversation with, I mean, maybe not career wise, but you know, he was up there with the Kobe Bryant's and the, and the, yeah. uh, in, in his day, right. Injury what, fi- 15 years ago, but then his knees just disintegrated, yeah. but it was going to be him and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who also, by the way, I think is underappreciated. Uh, we, did we talk about his uh, his uh, borderline Hall of Fame uh, numbers? But he's Who back. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that. He's yeah. playing again, but he is something like he's something like uh, top forty all time scoring in the in, in NBA history. Uh, so when it was going to be Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge and Greg Oden, then you know, mm-hmm. then we get to the Greg Oden uh, over uh, Kevin Durant. Imagine if they had Brand- a healthy Brandon Roy had drafted Kevin Durant and then, you know, with the Marcus Aldridge. I mean, that's a that's that, that's almost a Warriors level, you know, maybe not the uh, Steph Curry level, but that's like five five good years of real contenders. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. And so, you know, and now we've got Dame Lillard and it's not big injury problems, but they just can't put it together. They can't put it all the way together. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about. I didn't even mention the Jailblazers era. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think the funny thing with uh, Lillard is, I mean, speaking of high Q ratings, he probably rivals only Thompson in terms of like across the league he Q might. rating, right? He might. People, some people um, are kind of uh, kind of salty about, it, and I can't figure out why. They just don't give him enough credit. Maybe. Well, that's weird, but yeah, I think we can agree that that's weird. He's. Dude's a soldier um, in terms of, you know, just never, never throwing shade uh, to the team despite, you know, them playing a big role in failing. Right. Yeah. Um, But also being a, yeah. And being a top, top player and a top, like a, like a solid citizen. That's what I mean. Just an all around. He's just, he's the kind of player you want to build a franchise around. Right. But the thing, the ironic thing is I think, I have no way to prove this, but this is just my feeling and you probably could speak to it, but I think this thing has gone on so long with the Blazers and, and you know, their continued sort of disappointment in the postseason and whatnot mm-hmm. that I think that even the hometown town fans would be like, do, do right by this guy. Absolutely. Trade him to a contender. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I think you, you might be right. I don't think that they're there yet. I, I think that they would, it would break their hearts uh, and they would they would riot in the streets uh, if they traded <laughs> Lillard. And you know, at this point, I, I think that you you're, you the, they're still in the following their hearts rather than their heads uh, type of type of mentality. Well, well, but you're right. I, I think that if they did that, they would definitely be happy for him. They would be happy for him. They would they would not be react. Yeah. They would not react kindly to the front office. 
but they would be happy for Lillard. Yes, they would not, you know, hold it against him. They would not boom. They would definitely be happy for him. Well, let me ask. Uh, let no, me ask I don't think they this. would want to sacrifice. They would not yeah. choose to let to to move him. I don't think ever. Well, let let me ask you this directly. So, knowing where the team is at, knowing that there really is no end in sight or sort of uh, exit strategy to get out of the situation, other than just to continue to write it out, uh, write it out into mediocrity, right? Would you be willing to trade? in some sort of package, I don't know how the numbers would work or whatnot, just at a high level, Lillard uh, to New Orleans for Zion. Absolutely not. No? Absolutely not, no. Okay. We, do you, we talked about this months ago, but I, to, I was t- trying to talk myself into a Lillard for Ben Simmons uh, trade. Uh, and I would still much rather make that trade than Zion. What what is it about Zion? You don't, don't like his game, or you don't trust his ability to stay healthy? Or both, yes. Shape? Uh, both, both. Uh, all, I I, I respect his game. I mean his his talent. I respect his talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not high on his defense. Uh, I I'm not high on him as a piece, uh, as a as a as a a uh, complimentary piece on a on a winning team. Hmm. See, I look at for, I look at it from the outside, and that that's exactly the type of trade I could see something happening where you're not gonna uh, Lillard is not gonna evolve into another. He's not gonna transform into a different type player. No, you know what you've got there. You can't. There's no pieces out there to be had to be acquired to improve the team dramatically to make it championship caliber with him on it. You mean with him on it? Right, right. right. So. From the outside looking in, I, I hear everything you're saying. I, if I was a fan of the Blazers, I would be open to that trade, if like, only, for, if, yeah. if not only for the mere fact that he would bring some level of excitement. He's still young enough to where, you know, he can turn the corner, or you have hope that he could turn the corner, and you can potentially build around him, or uh, build with him, or build around him as a centerpiece or a, a complementary piece. In my mind. There's there's hope there. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I, I with what you're saying. Uh, theoretically, I don't. I just don't think Zion's the guy. I, it, I think it would be just like the Blazers to trade for a guy who can never stay healthy, <laughs> who perennially injured. I mean, it would just be right. They're it, like, it, we it, have it, experience it, with this guys. This doesn't yeah, scare us. Right on brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting because again, I I still think I think that they could. It's it's theoretically possible to make a move if if CJ gets healthy. They have a couple of okay young assets, and I don't know if it has to be you know multiple teams involved, but I I feel like it's they could trade for you know some side like a, a a scoring athletic big man, and you know I don't know maybe maybe a high quality wing. And make it one more run with Lillard. I think that it's possible. Uh, I just I can't tell you who it would be or how it would work, but I I think it's out there. I think that it's out there. I, but I also, and again, maybe this is because I'm not a big Bla- I'm not a Blazers fan at heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that it is would be the wrong, the horrible decision to, uh, it, you know, you wouldn't be burning it all down. If you traded Lillard 
for, like you said, for for some exciting, solid young assets and draft picks, mm-hmm. uh, because they still have enough of a squad, you know, that they wouldn't be championship favorites this year or next year or you know whatever. But uh, it's you know you, you you could you could sort of jumpstart the rebuild that way, right? Yeah. So, uh, it, but it would really take. It would really take some uh, some real cojones to do that. Well, we'll see. The uh, NBA trade deadline's on my birthday, February tenth. So we'll see what the uh, Blazers come up with. Let's I think see what a gift they come up with for you. I think the only way that this can end, in my mind, is a trade of uh, Westbrook to the Blazers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, actually, that would work out for you because Lillard would go to the Lakers. So that's you your, know, that's your yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, uh, there has been a lot of. Uh, I don't do. A, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but mm-hmm. I, I was on there once uh, not too long ago, and uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, get Lillard to the Lakers uh, type of talk because you know he and LeBron are pretty good buds. Yeah, uh, and you know they do have a piece. They do, I, you know, I was joking at first when I said that because that's the only salary that that matches, you know, that's feasible. But man, there's no way. There's no way the the Blazers would do that. They would literally <laughs> riot in the streets. Like they, <laughs> you know what they do? They like to riot in Portland. They well, I was going to say, yeah, they yeah. could just join and join the line. <laughs> <laughs> they would so. riot in the streets, and it would just oh man. It, it would that would it was not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> well, that's hey, probably good. Yeah, but, that's a good. We've been doing a long. We've been at it yeah. for a while here. Um, I was going to ask you one more question. I forgot what it was, but uh, uh, hey, looking forward to the afternoon games here, football games. Yep. Uh, championship college football championship tomorrow. Some more yep. NBA. Yep. Yeah. Well, you mean Alabama? The Alabama. Uh, Alabama inauguration. Exactly. Yeah, it's just inevitable. Um, Should be fun, but uh, we'll definitely talk again before the Super Bowl. And uh, hopefully by then, uh, there's, I mean, there's always good NBA stuff to talk about, right? Absolutely. We'll talk before the trade deadline because that's right around the Super Bowl time. Uh, And we'll talk about uh, the trades that we need to see then. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. All right, man. You take it easy. You too. Hey, hey, watch plenty of sports. We're going to, we're going to keep it meaty next time. Do it. All right. Peace.